When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, it's Dan from Desert Island Dicks. I'm a bit croaky because I've managed to catch uh, some kind of cough or cold on one of the hottest days in recorded history of this country. But anyway, look, we're back for a new series and I'm really happy about it. I know we've been away for a little while. I've had quite a lot going on. Uh, Both of my kids have had chicken pox. My wife has torn a ligament in her knee. Uh, She's had an operation now, but she had the first operation cancelled because we all got COVID. Uh, My youngest has been teased. We've all been ill. It's just been a lot of not exciting things going on, which has left me kind of kind of uh, a bit shaky myself but look we are back and I'm excited that we're back because um, well one exciting thing that's happened in in the past couple of months is that we've been nominated at the British Podcast Awards in the best entertainment category for being the best at entertaining people that's what they're saying Um, and then there's only a few days to go until we find out what happens so I'm recording this on Monday night the awards is on Saturday it's uh, now nail-biting and um we're against some like really big people that you know from like the bbc and big radio stations and people who have money and people that are famous and people that get loads of help to do all this shit but i mean we're just here punching above our weight so it feels very exciting indeed and um a special thank you to all of you whatever happens at the awards because you know you're the listeners and uh you know it means a lot that you download us all the time so thank you for listening and um well look let's get on with it look today's guest is harry trevoldwin who is brilliant He's everywhere at the minute. Um, if you're not immediately familiar with his name, just just Google it and you'll go, oh, yeah, I know you. You do really funny videos on Twitter. Um, he's also been in movies. He's uh, in 10%, which is the remake of the French uh, comedy Call My Agent, which is also really good, and loads more besides. I'm not going to list them all now because I've gone on quite a long time already in this bit and we do talk about all the things that he's up to in the podcast so I'll let I'll let Harry tell you but um Harry was great and I think he is great and he was a lovely guest and um I think it's a perfect way to kick off this new series so get comfortable and prepare your ears to receive some brand new dicks with Harry Trevoldwin Hi, I'm Dan Benedictus and welcome to Desert Island Dicks, the show that sees you marooned on a desert island after a plane crash with the worst people and worst things imaginable. Who they are and why they're a dick is up to our guest. And here to share their Desert Island Dicks with us today is actor and writer from the film The Bubble and new series 10%, as well as a new comedy black Billy and soon to star in film Sweet Sue, it's Harry Trevaldwin. How are you doing? I'm doing very well, thank you. How are you? I'm all right. I'm not too bad. I'm not too bad. We've got a lovely 
lovely sunny day that we're recording on. We do, which, which doesn't help, like, but as in I can see blue sky, which is very, very nice. Yeah. So, I mean, I don't, I don't know if it puts us in the right frame of mind to be kind of bitter and ranty I about things. I guess desert. I mean, I hope that it's sunny there at the very least. It helps with the method acting, I suppose, of our, of our surroundings. Yeah, I've, I've been actually preparing this for many, many months, just going to... <laughs> the right zone yeah do you find you're you're someone because you know it's hard obviously we've not met before so it's hard to kind of from your from your online persona you seem like quite an upbeat kind of person do you find it easy to rant about people and things that you hate so not (laughs) i'm so i'm i'm really really i I really i I think i'm i've i'm a very lenient judge of character (laughs) i think so like I've mentioned this before, but, like, my friends make fun of me because I, every single person I meet, I'll be like, oh, yeah, they were lovely. And I don't know whether this is just, like, I just, like, miss red flags (laughs) everywhere. Or I'm just like, oh, but it's the same. And I'm also like, if I finished a book, I normally like it. If I finished a film, I normally like it. So I struggled so much to pick things that I didn't (laughs) like. I was like, oh, well, I do kind of. I was, like, trying to, like... As, as soon as I like picked something I didn't like, I was like immediately felt guilty for them. <laughs> okay, well it'll be interesting to see who made your shortlist then. Yeah. So, um, let's go straight into it. Who's going to be the first person joining you on the island? Okay, so this is like a theoretical one that I know I would hate so much would be someone who looked basically just like me but was slightly better looking. Mm. And I just <laughs> think that would be a very unfun energy to have on the island, just to know that there's a very limited number of people here, but one of them is just like the slightly better looking version of me. Mm. Yeah, yeah, I can imagine that. I used to work with someone who looked so like me that even I could see that he looked like me. The same with like siblings or something like that. You're like, oh, well, apparently I look like my brother, but I don't really see it. But if you could actually see it, that is... Yeah, someone at work said, who's the guy on our floor that looks like you? And I was saying, well, obviously I have no idea. And I came down, I was like, oh my God, I'm standing over there. But he was like a bigger, healthier looking version of me. I think facially... I'm going to say I took the edge. Okay, amazing. But the rest of it, I think, like, you know, he was physically fit, you know, he was stronger, he was a bit, you know, had a bit more muscle about him. So I feel that could be aspirational, potentially, if it was just like, oh, okay, this is what I would look like if I ran every day. But if it's, like, just facial, there's nothing you can change about it, and I was just, like, face-to-face with this, like, just, yeah, better-looking version of me, (laughs) that would just be so horrid. But that's what your colleague had with you, if you facially took the edge. We're pretty much on a par, I think. I'm just trying to give myself something, because he was was fit and healthy, he's going to live longer. I'm just telling myself that at least I had that. If I go back and examine the pictures, I think there's probably, like, there's a cigarette paper in it, you know, it's very, very fine. But you can have that, like, live fast and die young energy, and that's that's fun. (laughs) But I I get what you mean, because it's frustrating, because you're sort of like, well, you know... I would like to be like that little bit, you know, healthier looking and a bit bigger. And that's and that's what it is. But it's, you know, he had a genetic edge, you know. Yeah. Like, I'm never going to be as tall as him or, you know, as broad shouldered as him. Yeah, exactly. So, and just like, I just know that this, this fictitious better version of me would get like a perfect scattering of freckles like ar- over their nose. And their hair would just like go like this lovely like golden blonde. Whereas I would go like a little bit blotchy sunburn. And I just constantly be envious of it and then what if there's like very limited people there what if I start fancying that better looking version of me and then Mm. that's like a whole other 
horrible <laughs> personality thing to contend with that I don't want to open up, so I don't want him there. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it'd be a nightmare, wouldn't it? And then occasionally your other your other sort of stable mates on the island might mistake you for him and go, oh no, I forgot, you're not him. Yeah, you yeah, know? and I'm like, I know I'm not him, okay? And then I run <laughs> off down the island into the stream, Yeah, cool off. Or they could say, oh, can you um, help us lifting this heavy thing? Oh, no, 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 it's you. No, I'm not going to ask you to do that, yeah. That, though, that would be the benefit of it. I'd be like, well, actually, get this guy to do it because he's clearly, you know, in better shape. And I would, I'd have, like, a coconut water. Because <laughs> the thing is, when you see someone who's like that, you kind of think, well... Yeah, maybe I could sort of morph it. Maybe that's the template that I need to follow. But it's not as simple as it. It's not just, you know, you just can't change. You can only change your, your, yourself so much. I yeah. Mean, there, are, there are sort of genetic parameters in which... You in know, which you I can change. And I'm guessing that one of the people there won't be like an incredibly sophisticated cosmetic surgeon. <laughs> and so... But yeah, it's like I remember seeing this like... There was, like, this Instagram filter or something like that, which, like, it mapped out your face and it showed what your face would look like if it was the perfect face, which is an incredibly healthy exercise. (laughs) Um, Yeah, and I remember I was just like, oh, okay, okay, that's what it... But actually, I think that was, like, a very very weird one. I was was happy with my my non-perfect face in that instance. Yeah, I think you're going to have so much to think about on the island anyway. Yeah. You're stuck with these people that you don't like adding in the sort of mind games that you're going to play with yourself with someone like this, you know, who you see as a better version of you. And and, and, if you imagine that they also think they're a better version of you Yeah, it's it's not like a two-way street. They're like, yeah, no, I know. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you could be a bit like this, but, I mean, no, I could see why you'd be angry, but, you know. Yeah, yeah, and and then they'd just be, like, hot and apologetic, and I'd just be, like, angry and burnt. (laughs) Well, I think it's a good a good one to start off with, just because of the psychological nature. Yeah, of it. So I, think I think that's it's... the thing that I really delved into. What would be psychologically torturous, and it would just be like that mi- that mildly better looking version. <laughs> okay, so we're off to a good start. And uh, who's going to be joining the two of you? Um, number two is a real person. I don't know who they are. I don't know what they're doing now, but they are etched in my memory as. Not a nice person, I think. Or at least, at least they were thoughtless. And I will... It was basically, I was... It was when... It was, like, towards the end of school and we were trying to pick out universities and we were meant to, like, kind of go visit. And I didn't... I'd, I'd kind of decided pretty early on that I wanted to go to Bristol. And but I still wanted to, like, you know, take a day off, go have a look around university. And one of my one of my best friends, Gabby, she had a friend whose brother, or no, a friend whose sister was at Manchester. And so we had this plan that we were going to go stay with them for one night, go out in Manchester, even though neither of us really wanted to go or had, like, other places we wanted to go more. But we were so excited to go when we were going to go on a proper night out. We had our fake IDs, all that. And... Um, I remember, like, like meticulously planning what I was going to wear to give off the perfect combination of, like, I'm here for fun, but I'm also nonchalant, um, which is a tough, a tough category, but ultimately top man provided. Um, and, yeah, I remember getting there, and it was, like, quite awkward, and I remember thinking they were so, so old, but they must have only been, like, 19, 20. Um... And just, like, constantly just trying to impress them so, so much. Um, And then, like, when we were getting ready to go, I remember getting upstairs and getting changed into my... my, So it was a long-sleeve white T-shirt, 
with a kind of graphic on the front of like it was kind of like a print of someone's headshot like as in as if they'd committed a crime like what are they called police headshots oh like a mugshot yeah mugshot mugshot i was thinking the actor way i was like is a headshot <laughs> uh, mugshot and i remember just thinking like that's cool it was like something that i would never wear and therefore i was like well that must be right um <laughs> And I remember, like, coming down, like, kind of feeling myself, like, being like, this is kind of great, kind of great choice from me here. And then one of the housemates of this girl that was at university at Manchester came up to me and she was like, oh, like, weird choice. And I was, like, immediately just, like, so upset. And I was like, oh, uh, what do you mean? He's like, it's just weird that you'd pick a shirt with a person on it is better looking than you. And I just, how me, and then I obviously had to be like, yeah, no, it's so, so silly, so silly. (laughs) Alan just was like the most mortified I could be. I'm now realising that my two kind of link, that it's like, (laughs) this this is like a, a, like a chain of events. I don't like people that are better looking than me, which doesn't bode well. Um, But yeah, but can you, and and it, it then turned into, the like the worst night of my life so um, that's an exaggeration but still it was like (laughs) then the fake id didn't work because it was like an international driving license which doesn't exist and so they all went to the club and i was like no no guys go on without me but i think i insisted a bit too hard so they sent me home and they were like just watch a film that's in the like you know this is how the dvd player works but i got finally got back to their house and the DVD player didn't work, so I had to watch Marley and Me, which is just oh. the most depressing end to like my first like night out at a university. Um, oh, no. And I, I partially blame that girl that insulted my long sleeve t shirt from Top Man. Ah oh, man, I mean that's rude enough anyway to comment on someone, especially you know if they are your flatmate, you can maybe give a bit of a critique. Yeah, but, but... even then I'd be like, that's incredibly rude. Yeah, but then to sort of point out the face on it. Yeah, and just... be like, that person is better looking than than you are, and they're a criminal as well. Yeah, and I was like, <laughs> it was honestly, I remember it so. I remember that like it was such an intense embarrassment that I remember so clearly. Um, and I could never wear the t-shirt again because I was like, that's what everyone's thinking when I wear it. That's extraordinary. And yeah, so that made... Also, you know, that made me really deep dive into fast fashion. I wore it once. <laughs> Dreadful. If you if you extend that sort of frame of mind to everything, it's like, oh, that's a nice painting on your wall. Weird to have a, a, have a picture that's better than one that you could have done yourself, though. You yeah, know, or... you know what? She, I think, yeah, I think there's there's a lot to be said about her and her state of mind at that point mm. to, to insult this poor 17-year-old. Um, but yeah, it seems like a, it seems like it wasn't, well, in that case, like, can I not have any, like, any pictures where, like, they might be compared? It feels, yeah, yeah it feels like a, yeah. a rogue direction to go in. Wow, yeah, imagine being stuck on the island with someone like that who just, they start off saying something rude and then it gets rude. And then it gets, and then they explain specifically why they said the thing that was so rude and it makes you feel even worse. Oh my goodness, yeah. Okay. So I what would happen some... if I wore the the picture of that better looking version of me that mm. would just be a worst day of my life i know yeah god i mean i wonder if it's just some sort of weird snobbery where you're sort of oh i'm at uni and these two kids are coming along or something that some people get and uh, yeah but i don't think there's any excuse for that kind of i i actually i think her behavior was inexcusable i, I won't try and find an excuse and but you yeah. know i hope she's well i hope she's well i hope she um 
I hope she got over her um, distaste of graphic tees. I certainly mm. did. Um, and yeah, well, I think I'm, Harry, I'm stronger because of it. Harry, I hope she's not well. I hope she's Thank having you. a really bad time. Because yeah. I think you seem too nice to, to wish ill on her. I'm going to do Can it Can you do you. it for me? Thank God. Yeah. Because, I, yeah, I would like yeah. that. I wish ill of her, and uh, you know. And now, look, you know, I mean, you're on telly and stuff, so I mean, you know, she's probably maybe because see of you. her. Maybe that was you like... should get a t-shirt with her face on somehow. Yeah, but then what if like then what if she shoots to you know shoots to stardom? Then I'm like, oh god. Yeah, I haven't thought the plan. Yeah, I haven't thought honest. the plan, but I like I like the process <laughs> that we're going in. <laughs> she sounds like one of those people where. You always meet these people in life, and then you sort of say, "Oh, that person's a bit of a, a knob or whatever," and and then you get them people defending, going, "Oh no, they're all right. They've just got a sort of a, a bit of a, a a manner, you know. They've just got a bit oh, of a blunt yeah. manner, like, like that no bullshit personality thing." And you're yeah. like, "No, that's just rude." Yeah, actually, if I could add, if I could put her under, yeah, the umbrella term of someone, it would be the no bullshit personality, which is just mm. like, yeah, I'm just like no bullshit. Like I just, you know, I say it as it is, and I'm like, that's just rude. Like, isn't you can call it no bullshit, but you're being incredibly mean and rude. Yeah, it's, it's oh, I just, I just say it. I, I just, uh, you know, say it how I find it. You know, no, exactly. If we all did that, the world would be awful. I mean, it's not great at the minute anyway. Yeah, yeah, it's never be worse. <laughs> yeah, so I don't have any time. But I often sort of say to people like, you know, I'm I'm approaching forty now. I've got lots of friends that I don't get to see enough. So like, why am I wasting my time with this dick when there's loads of nice people I like that I don't see as much as I would I wish to? You know. So oh, this person, I I I really don't like them, Harry. It's funny, isn't it? The 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 weird like the weird insults like, and it always happens to be insults that really stick in your head, mm. like. They're, it's just that, like, people can do, like, so many nice things and someone will, will say something slightly offish and you're like, well, that's a memory forever. Yeah, definitely. Especially at that age where, you know, you're oh, 17, yeah. you're sort of... It's still that awkward stage where you, you're sort of a bit worried about, you know, you're really aware of what you're doing. If you're going out with older people and you're just so self-conscious about, you know, am I, am I drinking this right? Am I holding right. this yes. the right way? Am I standing like a normal person would? Am I, do I look like I don't give a shit about being here? You know, it's... Yeah. When you're overthinking standing, that's when you realise you're like, ah, I'm, I'm, I'm not in my comfort zone. You're like, is this how I normally stand? Is this how I lean? <laughs> and then for them to do that on top of that, ah, oh, I mean, what a... And, and I'm sure also you've come back from that trip and be like, how was Manchester? I love it. It's such a great city. Did you love it? Where did you go? And then... Yeah, and I was like, it was okay. <laughs> Oh man, oh. yeah. So them and the better looking version of yourself, I think, is is very good. Who's gonna um, finish off this this trio of dicks then for you? Well, I feel this was also like perhaps someone that was like kind of in uni, and again, it's like it's a collective person, and it's kind. Of, I I picked hockey specifically because that it feels it feels like a type. I don't know, but like a hockey boy is what I said, and by that I mean very heterosexual, did, like, did sports clubs and, like, loved hazing and, like, calls everyone mate (laughs) and stuff like that. And that would be the worst person because I just would have no idea how to talk to them. I just would... We would have... I feel like we would have no shared conversation... Yeah. I just every time I'm in a setting with and that I imagine like comes partly from me but like I just have no idea I have no idea what to say I'm just like ha how do because I can't start talking sports because that would be you know just like an absolute <laughs> non-negotiable 
And yeah, so I just, I think that would be, that would be the next person. I would just, it would just be lots of uncomfortable silences where I would like drop the register of my voice in order to be accepted by them. So I'd be like, <laughs> oh yeah, no, yeah, 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 it's cool, it's cool. Um, which would make me not happy with myself and therefore not happy on the island. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I think that these, these moments as a man where like I had to assemble uh, something in my garden, we got this like, kids playhouse thing and it had been sort of sat flat packed for about six months because my wife got a free cycle and I never built it and then eventually got someone round to help me with it and it was like oh I'm doing a couple of hours of man things with a man and it's just I'm so yeah. self-conscious of it like I'm really aware of like yeah like oh I'm actually a bit cold I might get a jumper should I get a jumper I mean how many layers has he got it's like, who cares I like, know but it's so it's so it's the thing I'm just like I don't care about this anymore like as in yeah. in theory I care not at all about like masculinity what it is to be like a man all that stuff I'm just like so bored with it don't care and then as soon as I'm face to face with a hockey boy all that like crumbles away like I remember so clearly being at uni and like one of my guy housemates had like invited some people around to watch football and I kind of like wandered in at one point and they were all watching football just like yeah just obviously staring at the screen and I just like, I was trying to think of like something that was like cool and like manly and like I don't know just like appropriate to say and what I chose was things sure have changed here on the prairie because the score had changed and my house and everyone else just ignored me and my housemate just kind of looked at me with like sad eyes as if like that's that's what you went for um and yeah i just i i and i just i don't want to come out with more stuff like that at the island no thank you yeah no i totally agree i've been in those situations or uh, i used to do loads of like temping jobs before i had yeah, my current yeah, yeah, career and there was lots of sort of manual work and stuff in factories and things like that and i'd often go with a friend my, my flatmate who was also temping and he liked football so he was fine so you'd be talking to someone working away on some production line or something stacking stuff somebody like, oh did you see the match last night and i'd just go no and then my friend would go oh yeah blah 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 yeah. let's have a normal men's conversation about this and they were just fine for the next hour whereas i just get stat- sat with someone just being like who's this weirdo? Yeah, but like... it's like, it's that shared conversation, isn't it? And like, mm. that's why I remember being really, really loving when like, when there's like a big, like, is in when like X Factor was on and like everyone was watching it like every night, that I loved because it was like shared conversation because everyone would have watched X Factor. And I guess it was a similar thing with Love Island. And like, I feel so jealous of like that shared surface level conversation where if you're like trapped with like and this is obviously like you know generalizing but if you're talking to like you know a straight bloke generally you can talk to them about football and I don't know it at all and I keep I I, when I was younger I'd like try and learn how to be interested by it but just wasn't and um yeah it's just like such good easy conversation to have yeah, I can't do it. To, but the thing no. is, at least if it's your friends who are, in, you know, I've got friends who are into football and stuff, and if they're talking and I'm bored, I can just start making stuff up until yeah. they get the, you know, oh, yeah, sorry, Dan doesn't know about football. It's fine, let's talk about something else. Yeah, but yeah, yeah, yeah. when it's that sort of, oh, I don't quite know this person. But you're better at saying no. See, I remember getting my hair cut before and, like, the barber was, like, desperately trying to find, like, shared conversation. He was like, do you watch football? No. Um, do you watch rugby? No. Do you watch hockey? No. And then he was like, do you watch Peep and I was like honestly you're trying so hard and I hadn't watched it at that point but I was just like yeah 
And then what proceeded was like a half an hour haircut where I had to pretend to know which episodes he was talking about rather than just saying, no, I don't, I haven't watched Peep mm. Show. And he was like, oh, what about like when Mark like did that? And I was like, that was so Mark, wasn't it? But it also wasn't, <laughs> was it really? And it was just like the longest haircut of my life. Yeah, yeah. My brother-in-law's stag do. I, I've never met, I mean, they're all really nice guys, but I've never met a group of people who knew more about more sports. Like every sport they would know something about. And they'd be, and by the end I was like, I don't even know what what sport you're talking about anymore. And how how do you have the time? Because there seems to me, from someone who doesn't like football, yeah, there seems to be a lot of football and a lot it's of play. I don't know time. how you remember yeah. all the names for each team across the whole league and sometimes foreign leagues as well. And then they knew about like it got to the point where like they knew about like different skiers and stuff. And I'm like, how do you know about oh skiers? God. I mean, this you say work. that and then it took me like all of a day to learn every single line to every Olivia Rodrigo song. And so I'm <laughs> like, I do understand. But it's just, yeah, the breadth of knowledge there is, yeah. is, it is impressive, but it is something that I, I would not be able to converse with. Mm-hmm. But I remember actually, now you mentioned like temping. I remember one time I was temping... So I was, it, I found out it was like a day temping at ITV and I, I don't know why I thought it was going to be like in the office. So I like dressed like what I thought was very chic and was like sure I was going to be spotted and then going to be like, write a script for us. Um, <laughs> and so I dressed in like, just like, like, I think it was like a polo neck and like fitted trout or something like that. I can't remember exactly what it was, but I didn't realise that I was then working in the mail room with like a lot of like real like blokey blokes and I just was so embarrassed by what I was wearing and just like so clearly stuck out like a sore thumb. Yeah, I think the thing is with people like this, it's like, it's as much their duty to change and sort of meld into a middle ground with you as as it is for you to sort of find a middle ground for them, you know, but it always feels like, all right, they've got this sort of, the blokey yeah i've got to sort of move towards that and it's like well no like let's meet in the middle let's find something that we all enjoy like whatever it is but i think yeah it's just like you say i'm I'm not cared about being blokey or like how i'm perceived like that but it there must i mean obviously at some level i am because yeah i think it's all school stuff it just like suddenly resurfaces and you're like oh god yeah yeah definitely so yeah that and so the combination of that person that you basically can't talk to then you've got the rude person who when you do talk to you wish you hadn't yeah and you sort of wander off and then you find a better looking version of yourself i mean horrible times this is a a a really good bad time i think i'd feel so homesick I'd feel dreadful. I'd want to be home immediately. Okay, well, we're going to move on to a slightly different topic now because mercifully, amongst the wreckage of the plane, there was some food and drink left over. Unfortunately for you, it's your least favourite food and drink in the world. What are they and why are they so bad? So struggle with this again because I am a pretty unfussy eater, like as in I I enjoy most things. Um, So the one that I went for, just because... If it arrives, it's slightly disappointing, but it's just, it's also just like, ah, I was so excited and now there's an added element. And it's when you get like a, you know, like a prawn linguine or a prawn pasta, prawn-based meal, prawns, which I love, and they've got all the shell and stuff on. And you're just, and if, especially if it's in a pasta, you're like, I just, I'm so ready for this to just be here. And I now have to go through the rigmarole of unpeeling and like deheading 
and just all that stuff and I, it's just it's not something I need nor want in my life yeah I'm not I'm not squeamish about it no I'm not either some, like, it's just a faff isn't it's it it's a and faff the little, and the little bits of shell kind of stick to your fingers and it's just like yeah and it's, it's also it's like as in, I want it like as in by whatever level of hungry I'm at when I see the waiter walking towards me. I'm the hungriest I've ever, 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 ever been. And so I immediately want to, like, have all of it so quickly. And so then to have, like... And then also, I feel, if they've got, like, their whole outfits... By outfits, I mean their skin shells. <laughs> um, if they've got their whole, like, look together. Um, <laughs> but then there won't be enough, because they take up so much space on the plate, mm. and there won't be enough prawns I think. Yeah, I wonder if that's why they do it. It's just lazy and throw them in. It looks really magnificent. It is lazy. It's like, oh, look, yeah. it looks posh and special. It's almost like, oh, I've got a, lots of tiny lobsters on my plate, you know. But maybe that is it, actually, because realistically, like, it is lazy because mm. I guess it looks more rustic, but I don't really need my, my pasta to look rustic. Mm. I want it to look delicious. Ugh, yeah. yeah. Jamie, weirdly, one of the best prawn and greenies I've ever had, which is, is Jamie's Italy. It was so good. And I remember they didn't have prawns on it. Mm. Well, I think, like, other things, like a mussel or a clam, that's all right, because it's, you know, it's just done out with it's the fork. So you know, it's so quick. And it's that's also okay. more fun, because you've got the, like, the maraca-style yeah. um, element of it. Mm. And that I understand. Again, and also because it takes no time. Prawns does take time. Yeah, I Prawns agree. Do and take yeah, time. You, sometimes, sometimes when you pull the head off, like stuff comes out. Yeah, and, and you're like, I didn't want that in the sauce. Ugh. No. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. And I mean, obviously, being on the island, you know, this is something that you're probably going to have to deal with quite a lot. I mean, you're going to have the leftover prawns from the plane, so they're going to be they're going to be crap ones as well. And then, I mean, you're going to have to deal with this sort of thing anyway because you're on a desert island. So it's like, oh well, at least I'll, I'll see what's on the plane. I'll get away from all this fucking shellfish. Oh no, right, it's shellfish. There it is, and I have to and I have to do everything when I'm already so exhausted with these people <laughs> that I'm trapped with. Yeah, and okay, so and, and what would you try and wash that down with? What's your drink choice? This, I, I, um, so. A fishbowl. Oh, uh, yeah. Do you... Are you familiar with them? They're like... It's like the big goblet of a mixture of, like, every kind of alcoholic drink as well as every kind of mixer and then, like, mm. quite a lot of syrups. Yeah, they're sort of big cocktails in these big bowls, aren't they? And the, and then you sip them down, like, as in you have, like, multiple straws around them. Mm. And I enjoy the camaraderie of a fishbowl but they don't feel chic I like wouldn't order one like if I was having like a fancy meal and I'd be like oh yeah can I just get um can we actually just get like a fishbowl for the table <laughs> um so for that reason also I, I get like they also normally have like quite a lot of like energy drink in it mm. and I hate energy drinks yeah. um and yeah they just they just remind me of a time where it was like imperative to get as drunk as possible, as quickly as possible. And also, I don't want to share a drink. Like, I enjoy, like, like even with tequila or something like that, I enjoy the, like, the ritual of it, even if I don't like tequila. But I, I'm okay with never having the, the ritual of ordering a, fish, ordering a fish bowl. Yeah, because I get, it, I get what you mean about the camaraderie, but, I mean, for me, there's enough camaraderie just going out for a drink with your friends. Yeah. Like, I don't need a layer on top of that. You, you know? don't need I'm, the I'm actual generally... sipping to be a joint activity. And then yeah, also I'm... the competitiveness, because I am just like, it's in the same way with sharing food, 
I'm just constantly terrified that I haven't had enough or that that it's not fair that I so I will normally like it's also that competitive of everyone just like sipping as aggressively as possible just that whole thing I could do without at least if you've got a jug of cocktails together then that's all right but I mean having it in the same glass it's like where do you draw the line because if we, are we going to eat off the same plate I mean yeah. I mean you get like a charcuterie board or something that's slightly different but it's like I don't want just one long plate that we all just sit there eating off at the same time it's like a trough it's like like yeah. a horse's trough yeah and like yeah it is it is it, I would say it is it is worlds worlds away from a charcuterie board <laughs> I think Years and years ago, when I was young, I went with some friends on holiday and we went to this like amazingly tacky bar that was sort of like a tiki bar. Gorgeous. Everything's bamboo and the waitresses had uh, roller skates on and, you know, everything had sparklers in. And that oh my God, they were like, really playing with like kind of every theme. They weren't sticking with a single one. Yeah, it was just like the yeah. most kitsch place imaginable. It was f- fantastic. And that that feels like the one place where I might think about a sharing, uh, what do you call uh, a fishbowl. A but fish even bowl. then... I'd still rather have my own cocktail, yeah. I think, you know. And that's even even in that sort of Las Vegas, even in the chicest style. possible tiki bar, even in that <laughs> gorgeous place where the, where I could be skated over to me. Even then, yeah. I still wouldn't want one. Yeah, exactly. And I mean, and also, you're going to share it with these three people that you hate. I know. Um, you know that woman's going to make some bitchy comment. I'd be like, oh, did you order this? That's sophisticated. And I'd be like, that was the only thing that was available. Thank you very much. <laughs> Yeah, and you've got the hockey guy. He's obviously going to be chugging it. So and you're, chanting, you know, yeah. Yeah, yeah, puts the big glass on his head afterwards yes. for some reason. Um, yeah, I think this is a, a good thing because you're going to have to... You're going to be so busy peeling all the prawns and you've got to... So that takes you a long time, but then the drink's gone too quickly. I think... Uh, and then yeah. what if, like, and then I don't want to, like, put my prawny fingers around the straw, but I have to if they're, like, chugging away. Even if I don't want it, I still want to have yeah. my fair share. It's the sort of thing where you kind of go, oh, that's what they use that blue drink from behind the bar for. It's like, it's that the antifreeze colour, that yeah. blue, is it blue carousel, that sort of weird colour thing. Yeah, I think these are, are very good choices. Thanks okay. so much. It's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Now, Harry, fortunately, you won't be without entertainment on the island. The plane's entertainment system continues to work, but just your luck, it only has two working settings. One is your least favourite film of all time, and the other is your least favourite song. What are they and why? Okay, so least favourite song is... It used to be my favourite song. It's it's Dancing in the Moonlight by Top Loader, Mm -hmm. which is... It is a great song. However... When I was, like, 17, like, 18 again, I think, you know when you're just, you're so keen to have a personality that you kind of, like, are just like, oh, this is my favourite thing. Like, oh, I love this. I love this. So one of my things was that I was like, oh, Dancing in the Moonlight by Top Loader is my absolute favourite song. And I really, like, kind of hammered that home with my friends. And now, 
I don't, I think it's a fine song, but if it comes on in a group setting, I've now like kind of orchestrated it. So everyone has to turn to me and they're like, this is Harry's favourite song. Mm-hmm. And it's exhausting. And I don't, <laughs> I don't like it enough. I don't have the energy to like be, to, you know, have that enthusiasm. And so I'm trying to phase it out of my life currently. Okay. So, well, this is quite a good way of publicly, sort publicly of, you know, saying coming it. out yeah. you know, with it. And uh, yeah, this is so, the real know. coming out that I've done in my life is, is saying that I don't, <laughs> I don't love Don in the moonlight by top loader as much as i said that i did i still like it as a song but it's now it's now lost its charm on me okay i suppose that sort of that's the equivalent of when you tell your mum you like something and then that's all she buys for you for like the next 10 years you know but it's but with the song equivalent isn't it i i think that that song i've got terrible memories of because i remember again in a temping job it was like doing these 12 hour shifts in yeah. this office and it was huge at the time, and they were, they were playing like a commercial radio station that played it eight times a day. And there was also an advert that sort of did a pastiche of it, it was as like well. Non-stop. So, yeah, so yeah, pretty much every song was some kind of dancing in the moonlight sort of thing. And I mean, and I think because it's got that sort of little, you know, that little bit at the beginning, the bam, 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 and you, you can sort of hear it. It's almost like a like they shoot up a little flare, going, "It's yeah. coming!" And that was when everyone would be like, "Harry, it's your song!" And I'd be like, "Oh fuck." <laughs> <laughs> yeah okay I mean I think it has been chosen as, as, as a least favourite song before has so, it okay oh I mean, good okay well so I mean there's there's a good head of steam behind this song of people that will uh, you know hate it with you I mean you don't hate it but I think if you know if you do want to cross over to that side if I, I do mean, well, yeah, I'm sure it will support happen. network for you thank um, you so much <laughs> something about being marooned on a desert island with like quite an upbeat chirpy song just adds to a bit of the madness doesn't it yeah totally it, it really I just and also like I would just still feel that like need to be like oh, I love this song and I'd be like oh, here we go and then you know it's any song even if I like it by the time like at like a you know wedding or like party setting I want it to finish at like a minute and a half and I'm, I'm done with it by a minute and a half yeah I mean it's 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 entirely natural to not have a favourite song forever I mean it's a bit suspicious of someone who's like the same yeah. song yeah I used to think like, like How to Save life. a Life by The Fray would be the only song that I listen to forever and uh, still think it's a great song, but I, I did grow up. Yeah, exactly. That's fair enough. Um, and what, what would your film choice be? My film choice would be the film Piranha, because I remember watching it when I was very, very young, and, like, like way too young to watch it. Like, I shouldn't have been watching a horror film. And I'm just, ever since then, I am so much more aware of Piranhas in my everyday, like, ventures than I ever should be. And, like... <laughs> So many of those scenes just are so vividly etched in my head. Like, it's just... I remember it so clearly. I remember watching it, and as I was watching it, being like, I shouldn't be watching this because this is going to stick with me forever. But obviously being, like, I didn't want to be the one to be, like, to go to my brother and, like, my brother's friend, like, we should turn this off. Um... And so instead, I was traumatised. And, like, every time I go into a body of water... Every time I'm, every time I think about it, it ruins like a swimming experience mm. for me. And yeah, I just, I wish, I wish I didn't know as much about piranhas. And or, also, because I don't think they're quite like they are in the film. I'm sure they're not quite like they are in the film, but they're harrowing in the film. There are some really dark scenes in there. 
the idea of being eaten by any animal isn't pleasant. But I mean, if you were to be eaten by something, you'd kind of want, you know, great white shark, bam. Yeah, like, dinosaur. Like I know that. Yeah. Don't, they're not here anymore. Um, <laughs> just, just so, you know, so the listeners know I'm aware dinosaurs aren't still roaming. But yeah, you want something quick. But to be. And also, like, that mob mentality of them, I think, is so horrid. Yeah, just feeling like you're some kind of human satay stick. Which is, yeah. There are some predators that look meaner than others. You know, like a tiger, obviously, is lethal, but it looks quite nice. A yeah. shark, you can tell it's going to fuck you up, you know. Piranhas are one of those. They just sort of... Maybe it's just the fish ones. They just... They look so angry all the time. And so, like, prehistoric. Like, they look like dinosaurs. Like, mm. in the same way that I think chickens look quite, like, prehistoric. Mm. So do piranhas. I'm actually, yeah. I'm kind of curious as to what a piranha looks like. Because I've, I've only got them in my head. In my head, they sort of look like a fish version of a bulldog. There's something kind of bulldoggy about them. They've got, got a, Okay, you know of... what? They are still horrible. Like, a fish shouldn't have teeth. But they're not as... No, you know what? They're still horrible. But in the film, they're even worse. Oh, they're so horrible in the film. There's a scene where, like, someone's, like, dangling their legs behind them in a boat... And it, yeah, they start. It's so, it's so, so horrid. I don't want to. I, I don't want to get into it. I think what their habitat is probably is like South America. I think, isn't it? But I don't know if there are other places as well. But I mean, at least if you're watching this film and you're in a flat in London or something, you're like, okay, these are horrible. But you know. I'm pretty far away from piranhas. But yeah. On a desert island, you're going to have to go into the sea now and again. So even if it's, you know, you know for sure there's no piranhas in there, it's going to freak you out. It's going to make you a bit wary of the sea. And you have to be in the sea because that's You have to. Got, that's like you know? one, one of the only activities there. And I love swimming in the sea. Mm. But, but the issue, Dan, with, with the piranhas in the film was that they were kind of like accidentally siphoned off into a place that you wouldn't expect them. Okay. So they were in like... Like a leisurely beach place that you just wouldn't expect there to be piranhas, but lo and behold, there were. Yeah. So you, there's yeah. no place that you can fully relax from them. And I imagine hockey guy is going to be quite into it. He's like, ah, oh, come on, it's just just film about fish. Let's watch it. What's your problem, mate? You know, stick yeah. it on again. You have to watch piranha, or you have to go. Oh no, I'm. You know, you don't want to show him that you're weak and you don't like the film about yeah. the fish, you know, so you're going to have to sort of go for a walk or something every single time he puts it on. I don't want to do that. I'll get bored of walking. Exactly. Fair enough. <laughs> All right. Now, I mean, this might tie into the previous one because I was going to say, finally, the island is overrun by the biggest dick of all the animals. Which animal is it and why? I mean, obviously, we can. piranhas are there in spirit anyway, yeah. aren't they? We know that I'm not a fan of them, but I would also say that I don't think it's fair to purely judge, you know, the piranhas on off this film because no. I think, you know, they're, they're shown in a worse light than they perhaps would have been. Um, so the, the ones that I just don't like are moths because mm. they sound... I think that's, like, I think that's a fairly common dislike. Mm. Um, and, like, in theory, like, as in visually, I think they're fine. Um, but, like, whenever you're in bed, they sound so loud, mm. like, s- incredibly loud, and they thud and they're heavy, and if you've got a light on, they'll just go for your face, and it's just such a tense environment, I think. Whenever there's a moth in the room, it's an incredibly tense environment. Yeah, and I just think they're idiots because 
the whole thing about going for the light, people say, oh, it's because they're attracted to the moon, because, you know, before artificial lights, that would have been the only yeah, light like, source. Grow up, Moths. Yeah, you're never going to make it. Yeah. It's, just, it's a pipe dream. Yeah, like, grow, like, honestly, yeah, like, really, you know, pull your socks up, Moths, because also, yeah. I'm sorry, but, like, the moon is still there. Like, do mm. that. Like, And also, electricity and lights have been around for ages, and I think they should evolve past that. Absolutely. And the other thing, when I was young, you know, you hear about Moths eating clothes and stuff it never happened to me in, like, in, in my adult life it's it's happened you know and it's so annoying my wedding suit which admittedly I don't quite fit into anymore has fucking been eaten up by moths but it's always the best thing cause it, which feels <laughs> weirdly malicious yeah it's like, you know, I'm not going to wear that suit, but I'd quite like it to not be completely fucked, you know. So yeah, It's got, like, a taste for sentimental value. Yeah. What are you getting from wool? Yeah. There's nothing in there. I don't... I mean, at least if you were eating... You know, if, if there was a sheep that was infested by moths, it's like, OK, there's probably other living... Oh, God, that is a horrid image. It's a really horrid image, yeah. isn't it? But... <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, there's probably other things yeah. you're getting from it. But this is just... It's just a wool... Jump or whatever, you pricks, it's so annoying. I hadn't even thought about the like the clothes eating element. I'd merely like thought about that as I'm trying to get to sleep, it going <laughs> and kind of landing everywhere. Yeah. They are just a bit crap and pathetic. But sort of crap and pathetic but malicious. Yeah, my housemate called them the poor man's butterfly. Which I thought was an accurate description. Yeah, they're really the outcast because, you know, butterfly, they're lovely, they're on a flower, you know, they're only making the flower more picturesque. You know, as a moth just yeah. headbutting a light bulb, eating your nice jumpers and just and just being a prick. And if you squash them on the wall, then you've got a mark on your wall. Yeah. I bought some moth traps and now I've just got this bloody thing hanging up. People go, oh, what's that? It's like, oh, it's a moth trap. Oh, yeah, I can see there's dead moths in it. It's like, I don't want to be having this conversation. Yeah, like, this, is, this wasn't the decor that I had when I made my Pinterest board of this house. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, moths can absolutely get fucked. Yeah, and I just feel like they would be there at the island. Like, I can believe that. Yeah, and then, yeah, just that you, you've enjoyed the sunset, you've got a fire going, then the moths then- find you. <laughs> Horrible. Yeah, I agree. Okay. Well, look, Harry, I think you've done a superb job putting together a really shitty environment for yourself thank today. Thank you so much. Um, so thank you so much for sharing your choices with us today. And, and you know, you're up to loads at the minute. What, what, what are some of the things we can look forward to seeing you in soon? Um, yeah, well, so you can watch 10% on Amazon Prime now. Um, and then, oh, and my, so the first thing that I've ever written and uh, performed in for TV is out at the moment. It's called Billy. Um, you can find it on YouTube or all four. Um, and that's basically about like an incredible, I wouldn't like to be trapped with him either. It's about an incredibly like narcissistic, like kind of like 25 year old post teen, um, who, you know, it's his way or the highway. Um, and then I've got a film coming out. I don't know exactly when, cause it's kind of doing the, the festival thing, but it's called Sweet Sue. Um, and I did some ADR for it today and I think it looks very fun. Um, so I'm excited about that. Um, and yeah, just some other writing writing things in the pipeline and bits and bobs. Like, was it, am I just being so vague? I'm just like, I'm doing stuff. <laughs> I'm just doing stuff. No, there's lots going on. So it's I'm going to get my hair cut then. soon, so that's something as well. Great, so we can look out. Because, I mean, that's the look problem out with for this that. medium. I mean, it's looking good at the minute. I can tell the listeners that it is looking lovely it's, Guys, today. it's looking amazing, but it could look better. Well, so, well, I mean, the future is exciting. Yeah, yeah. 
for sure. <laughs> Lovely. Okay, well, thanks so much for, uh, for sharing your choice with us today on Desert Island X. It's been a pleasure. Thank you so much. That was Harry Trevoldwin on Desert Island Dicks. And Desert Island Dicks is a sync clap production created by James Deacon, produced and presented by me, Dan Benedictus. And normally these days it's Chris Attaway who edits the things. But um, for reasons I can't even remember now, I did this one. And I think if, you, if, you know, if you've got a trained ear, you can notice it's not as well edited as when Chris does it. So uh, we're going to give the others to him to do from now on as usual. Um, social media support comes from Jason Leach and sporadically from Chintzy Clinton and a special thanks as always to John Deacon for his unwavering support and Paul Grand Mamster Flash who has been our spreadsheet wizard. Um, he set up a spreadsheet and compiled all of the choices from every guest on every podcast for us. We didn't even ask him, he just did it. And um, sadly, now he's had to move on to other things, which is fair because he just did it out of the goodness of his own heart. If, though, you're listening and you think, I like spreadsheets and data in your podcast, and you think you'd like to carry on his work and um, take on the big spreadsheet, then, you know, by all means, get in touch. Um, give, give us a shout on Twitter or Instagram at DicksPod. Talking of which, do give us a follow and please give us a rating, subscribe. Um, all these things are really useful for us. That's why you hear every podcast person talk about it, but it is a big help. Uh, and, you know, just tell your friends about how much better their lives would be if they listened to Desert Island Dicks. And, um, you know, we'll be back next week. We've got loads of great guests coming up that I think you're going to really enjoy. So, bye.